Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at the Mid Podcast, on YouTube at the Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can also listen to us wherever you stream your podcast, Apple, Google, or Spotify. And if you like the show, please leave us a five star rating. You can also support the show by heading over to patreon.com backslash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you. This is where you get exclusive movie review content and all other kinds of fun content. You can also rep the show with our merchandise. You can get our merchandise at the-mid-podcast.creator-spring.com and pick you up some mid-podcast gear. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my co-host, Brendan. Hello. And, Brendan, we're a little late because this was supposed to come out on Saturday, but it is my favorite podcast of the week. It is AEW Review. Hey. As long as we get it out before Wednesday. That's all that matters. (laughs) We were having a little difficulty. I was losing power like all day Saturday. Yeah. So, Brendan, are you ready to get mid with some AEW? Yes. So, unfortunately, we want to start the show on a somber note. As we've heard, one of the great wrestling legends, Scott Hall, um, had taken a fall and had to have hip surgery, and during this process, ended up having a blood clot that got loose in three heart attacks, I believe it was. I think so. And is now currently on life support, and the last we heard was they were waiting for the family to come in, and then they were going to remove him from life support. So our thoughts and prayers are with his family, and with his best friend, Kevin Nash, who sent out that Uh, information on his Instagram this morning. So in honor of Scott Hall, we're going to start off the show with, hey, yo. Chico. Do do the thing. Do the thing. The best quote from Scott Hall. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some wrestling news. Cody versus Seth at Mania. Six hours ago, I read something that said he may show up at Raw tonight. So, God damn it, y'all gonna make me watch Raw. <laughs> Guess who's not watching Raw? This guy. Guess who will probably just have it on for background noise, and if it seems like it's something interesting, she may watch it. I don't know. I... Because that's how she rolls. All right, so our first segment is our wrestling news. So, Miro, who has been missing in action from AEW because he was hurt, has signed a four-year extension with them. Your thoughts? Yay. 
I'm excited to see what they do with Miro. I like big meaty men. Miro, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee. <laughs> Our next wrestling news. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens at Mania. We did find out some news on this. Austin agreed to do the show and to do a fight sequence, but not a full-fledged match. Your thoughts on that? Dude's 50-something years old with multiple neck surgeries, I think. Or did he only have one? I think he suffered several neck injuries, but one was, like, very serious. So, yeah. I don't care. I don't okay, care so about WrestleMania. Yeah, the card for WrestleMania is just like blah. Like, it's not getting me excited. Like, the card for Revolution, I was like, I will drop 50 damn dollars for this. Tony Khan, just keep taking my money. I will make it rain for you, man. You just keep giving me these matches, and I will just keep throwing my money towards you. So next, a tidbit of information. Did you or did you not know this? The Hardy Boys have been in WWF, TNA Impact, WWE, and now AEW. Nuts. Very cool. I'm going to skip this one and go to the next one. Why? Because I'm going to come back to it. Okay. So, our boy, Super Kick Party, Matt Jackson, says he believes that pro wrestling has the most to toxic fan base in the world. Do you agree or disagree, disagree with Matt? He's not wrong. No, he's not. Yes, Matt Jackson, we agree with you. Either you are an AEW diehard or you're a WWD, WWE diehard, and there's no in-between. Like, you very rarely find somebody who just likes wrestling. Like me? I like wrestling. I like wow. wrestling, too. Now, I'm upset that I don't feel I'm getting what I, as a wrestling fan, should be getting from WWE, but they have changed their motto from a wrestling company to an entertainment company. And you need to realize that and look at that as, okay, they're just there for entertainment. They're not really there to be like technical wrestlers and, and scrap and grapple with each other. Like maybe AEW does, Impact does. NWA, MLW, GCW. Warrior, warrior Wrestling NJPW Do you want me to continue? No Anywho So yes The Mid Podcast agrees with Matt Jackson Next What do you think the buy-in numbers for Revolution are? 140 to 170,000 146,000 to 170,000 people bought Revolution pay-per-view. 
which would make it the second or third biggest buy rate for AEW. Nice. It even beat, beat last year's revolution. Oh, shit. So for everybody that's saying Tony Khan is doing shitty work, evidently he's doing something right. If he can con 170,000 people to buy his product. And that's not counting people who went to the theaters to see it, too. No, these are, are counting, like, the people that bought it from, like, their cable subscriber. Yeah. Um, or however else, like, what is it? BR, Fight, wherever else they do pay-per-views. Yeah. Next. Our boy Seamus sent out a message saying if he is not on WrestleMania, it will be a major mishap on WWE side. Is he right or is he wrong? I mean, if it was like 2012 Seamus, he's right, but this Seamus I don't care about. Yeah, speaking of Seamus, how do you feel about Butch? Who the fuck is Butch? You mean Peter Dune? Pete Dunn? Yeah, whatever. Peter Dune. <laughs> I need to go watch a Dune again. That's why I said that. Peter Dunn. That should be a movie we review. Okay. Do you want me to sleep through it? Okay. Do you want me to move on to my next piece of wrestling news? See. Um, Hulk Hogan has come out and said he will not be able to wrestle again due to injuries he has suffered over the years. Dude, I like Hulk Hogan. I don't ever want to see you in a ring again. I'm okay with this. Dude, you are in retirement age. Chill. Go have fun. Go have all the sex you want to. Evidently, your dick can still get up. I'm just saying. Hogan's overrated. All right. So, we got the return of William Regal at Revolution. Well, evidently, a wrestling site came out saying that William Regal is in bad is in bad health. Not maybe three hours after this site said that, William Regal goes on Twitter and says, "Um, there's nothing wrong with his health status." Yeah. Well, people just trying to get clicks and views and other things. So I have some bad news for you. Oh, no, no. no. Is it bad news if the WWE is shutting down, though? That is not the news, sorry. Fuck. Yes, I would like to fuck Wardlow. Do you think you can make that happen? No. 
Okay, then we don't say that word unless you can make that happen. Well, fuck. Anyway, them boys, the Briscoes. The boys is some hot shit. They will not be in AEW because Tony Khan is not going to touch them with a 20-foot pole. Warner Media won't touch them with the 20-foot pole. That too. But after the shit that went down earlier when Tony Khan had signed... Shoot, who did these on? Jay Lethal. Oh, was a white guy. Uh, Brian Kendrick. Yeah, he was supposed to wrestle, and then they found out he had, like, tweeted out some not cool shit, took him off, and I think they put Wheeler Yuta in his spot. Poor Wheeler. We'll talk about him later. But yeah, I don't think we're going to get an FTR Briscoe match in AEW. If we ever get that, it's going to be like on the indie scene. Yeah. The Briscoe. I think it was Jay Briscoe that said it. Yeah. I'm not going to say what he said. Let's just say he put out some homophobic tweets. And he... You don't need to quote them, but we will just say that much. They were some homophobic tweets, and they were not very nice. No, not at all. Okay. Anywho. Our Our next bit of information, I'm still trying to wrap my head around and going, what the fuck? Um, evidently, the WWE Board of Directors thinks Vince and Nick Khan are doing such great jobs, they got raises. That's my opinion on that. Would you like to know what their raises were? Over a million bucks each. So, in 2021, Vince's salary was $1.4 million. His salary in 2022 will be $2 million. Nick Khan, yes, it is the same Khan family as Tony Khan, um, his salary will increase by $7 million to $16 million. I don't think they deserve a raise because their product sucks, but that's my opinion and opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, especially in the wrestling community. Yeah, I don't have nothing to say about that. All right. I have a question for you, B-Dog. That is? Out of the following... Who is your favorite AEW signing? Jeff Hardy, CM Punk, Keith Lee, or Brian Danielson? Adam Cole. Adam Cole was not on the list. I need you to pick one from my list. So Hardy, Danielson, Keith Lee. And Punk. 
Fuck, I like all of them. Do you want me to tell you who my favorite signing was? Danielson. No, it was actually CM Punk. Because without CM Punk, we wouldn't have had the great mic drops by Maxwell. Um, I'm gonna say I would say CM Punk, but I didn't watch it live. Because I was at a football game that night when it happened. So... I'm going to say Keith Lee. Because big meaty men. Big meaty men rule. So, I have another question for you. And we can come back to this at the end of the podcast. So you'll have time to think about it. You might need to get your, your notes out for your phone or some paper to write it down. If you were building a wrestling company and you could sign any 10 male and female wrestlers from any promotion, who would you take? I'll let you think about that and we'll come back to that at the end of the show. So 10 male, 10 female? Yes, you need 10 male and 10 female. Okay. And we'll come back to it at the end of the show so you can think about it. All right. And that's all I have for wrestling news. So, are you ready to get to the fallout of Dyn- um, um, Revolution on Dynamite? Yes. So, Dynamite kicks off. With the influencer, the demigod, Le Champion, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Jericho proceeds to say that his match with Eddie Kingston was one of the greatest matches of his career and probably one of or his best match in AEW. He admits that he back down from his word where he said if he lost, he would shake, your, uh, shake Eddie Kingston's hand and tell him he respects him. So he calls Kingston down to the ring. Kingston comes down and begins to talk. And the crowd begins to chant what? Kingston proceeds to tell them, uh, get the Steve Austin chants out of here because he's not here. You gotta love some Eddie Kingston. Eddie's a badass. So they proceed to go on and have their conversation. I think they do shake hands. I can't remember. Then Kingston gets jumped by 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. Then we see Santana and Ortiz come out to help Kingston. Then we have Hager come out looking like, what the fuck? And he turns around and begins to attack Santana and Ortiz. 
Jericho takes the bat to Eddie Kingston, and Jericho says, this is the Jericho Appreciation Society. We get a heel turn from Jericho. He has now aligned himself with 2.0 Daniel Garcia and Hager. So I guess we can say the inner circle is dead. Oh, yeah. They should have gone with inner circle 2.0. They should have gone with inner circle 2.0. That would have been good. Inner circle 2.0. So. You you know, Moxley and Danielson have kind of like become a group. excuse me so to speak and they have made mention of daniel garcia could you see daniel garcia turning and joining moxley and brian danielson yes do you know what you know how it's called the jericho appreciation society Mm -hmm. now the initials are j-a-s What do you think that word means in African? I have no idea. Horn. I am not. I am not that good on um, African language. It means horny. Okay. Well, that fits Chris Jericho. Yeah. All right, so next we get a CM Punk promo, which evidently was taped after Revolution, and says that evidently the old CM Punk is back. Yeah. Do you want to see the old CM Punk? Yes. Why? Because old CM Punk is best CM Punk. I don't know. I like the new CM Punk. So next, we get a AEW World Championship match between Dante Martin and Hangman Adam Page. Good match. Your thoughts on the match? It was a good match. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match, too. It's a nice little quick 15, 10-minute match. Like, uh, was there a need for it? Not really, but it was still a good match because Dante Martin's good. Hangman's great. And, yeah, it was a fun match to watch. Um, I thought it was a good match. They uh, shake hands before the match starts. Dante looked really good in that match. He looked damn good. Even Hangman did some high-flying moves. 
Hangman hits his buckshot lariat, flips Dante into the year 2023, and retains his title. Then Tony Schiavone goes into the ring to interview Hangman. Hangman proceeds to call Dante back to the ring. Tells him he got put in a tough position with his brother getting hurt because they were a tag. And then they kind of threw Dante into singles competition. And tells him that he is one of the hardest hitting uh, guys that he has faced. Then we hear Adam Cole telling Hangman to shut your mouth. And says that Hangman got a fluke victory at Revolution. <laughs> your thoughts on Adam Cole's comments? I agree with Adam Cole, 100%. Hangman cheated to win. Adam Cole would never cheat to win. That's saying, like, MJF would never cheat to win. Like, two of the cleanest people in AEW are MJF and Adam Cole. They never cheat to win. Never. 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 They're like good, wholesome Christian little boys. Exactly. They're like, they're so good. Like, they are good human beings. <laughs> so then, Adam Cole challenges Hangman to a six-man tag match um, this coming Wednesday on Dynamite. And kind of hints that maybe his partners would be the Young Bucks, which we'll get more into later. Yeah. So our next match is John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus the work work horsemen of JD Drake and Anthony Henry. And William Regal is in Mox and Danielson's quarter. It's so weird seeing William Regal. On AEW. Yeah. But I so love it. Uh Uh-huh. So we pretty much knew this match was going to be like a jobber match. Like they're going to kick their ass. So Danielson and Mox go after the two. We see Mox and Drake start off the match. We proceed to see Danielson kicking the shit out of Drake. Henry comes in. Danielson begins to kick his ass. Mox and Danielson tagging in and out of the ring look like they've been tagging forever. They look good as a tag team. Yes. Danielson kicks Drake in the head, puts him in the submission. Mox and Danielson gets the win. Um, Tony Schiavone goes into the ring again to interview William Regal and the team. And Regal talks about how his time is flying by. He gives a great promotion, promo, promotion, sorry, promo. And he actually went over the time allotted for him, which we'll talk about in a minute. But while he's doing his promo, he proceeds to talk about how he met Danielson and Mox. And my favorite part of this promo that William Regal did was he tells the teams in AEW they will either be, they will either step up or be stepped on. I like William Regal being a manager for Danielson and Moxley.
I so, think are the tag teams going to step up or be stepped on by Moxley and Danielson? Probably stepped on for now. So, as I mentioned, William Regal went over time for his promo. I mean, it's William Regal. Are you going to tell him to shut the fuck up if you're nope. Tony Khan? I don't think TK cares. It's William Regal. What got me was people bitched about it. William Regal went on Twitter and apologized for going over time. And I understand, you know, he's like, I'm supposed to be the example and I didn't follow the rules, so to speak, because, you know, he went over in his time. Dude was just excited to be in AEW. Dude was just excited to be back in wrestling. Can I blame him? I mean, I'm okay with him going over and somewhere along the way, cutting another match short. And, like, I'm sure TK does not care at all. Or he might a little bit, but, like, Tony Khan's a fan of wrestling first. Then he's a promoter. And he want It's fucking William Regal. How are you going to tell William Regal he can't do nothing? That's what I'm saying. Like, William Regal's like um, an OG. Like, dude's an icon of pro wrestling. Yes. So then we proceed to go to the Dark Order promo. Hangman walks up to Dark Order and apologizes, says he's sorry about Sunday where he pushed Alex Reynolds. And Johnny Hunky asks Hangman who he's picking for his tag match Wednesday. And um, Hangman proceeds to tell him that he ran into um, shit. Jurassic Express. Yes. And that he's going to tag with them. But I thought you were friends with Dark Order. Why are you not picking your friends? Picking somebody you've never tagged with. So then they all proceed to make excuses. Oh, well, I had something to do. Blah, blah, blah. I would love to see fucking Dark Order come out there and cost Hangman a fucking title match. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, they leave the elite, right? Mm-hmm. The Bullet Club gets formed in AEW. Right? Mm-hmm. Hangman's by himself. The Young Bucks have Kenny back. The Dark Order turned on Hangman. So now you just have three groups attacking Hangman for no fucking reason.
Mm, damn. But then the Young Bucks and Kenny are like, well, should we help? And then they end up helping him. And then we get the Elite versus Dark Order versus the Bullet Club. Also, Swerve might be joining the Bullet Club. Who? Swerve. He had a match against Jay White. And at the end of it, they did the Bullet Club thing. Hmm. You know how I feel about Hangman. I am not a Hangman fan. So anytime anybody can screw him over, I'm all for it. Yeah. You don't like Hangman. No. So then... Because the Hangman Page and Dante Martin match did not go the full time, we uh, get another match, and that is Wheeler Utah versus Pack. Thoughts on this match? For a match to be announced that night, I thought it was pretty good. Even yeah. though I think we're getting you to heel turn this week. We see Orange Cassidy come out in a sling and we're told he'll be out of action for a while because he took a hard bump at Revolution. He flew through him a bit too far. <laughs> Excuse me. I went to mute myself and didn't get there in time. I thought it was a good match. Um, I wish they would put Yuta over more and let him get more wins instead of him being the lap dog. So I match think so that's that's where I think the um how do I put it? the stuff with Mox and Danielson comes into play. Yuta's tired of losing, so he's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit, so I'm gonna do what I want. Well, I'm gonna go team with Brian Danielson, who's one of the best in the world, John Moxley, who's amazing, and fucking William Regal, who knows a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. The match went back and forth. I mean, I thought it was a, a good match. I mean, Denhausen was at the side of the ring, and he didn't put a curse on Pack. So why was Denhausen even there? He wasn't gonna curse Pack and help Yuta out. To look very nice and to look very evil. Pack uh, gets Yuta to tap for the win. Can I say that I am so not a fan of Pac? Like, I don't like him, period. I liked him when he was in WWE. I didn't like him when he was Neville in WWE. I've just, he's like in the same category as Hangman. Like, I just don't like him. I don't care. Period. Hmm. Well, so our, our next segment 
we get Red Dragon, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks promo. And we see that the Young Bucks and Red Dragon are blaming each other for losing at Revolution. I blame Jurassic Express. Why do you blame them? Because the Young Bucks or Red Dragon should have won. Jurassic Express cheated. How did they cheat? They have a 65 million year old dude. I mean, he looked okay for 65 million years old. They have a fucking dinosaur. How the fuck are you supposed to be the fucking dinosaur? He identifies as a dinosaur. How the fuck are you supposed to be the dinosaur? Just like you could identify like you're a dog or you're a cat or you're female or you're male. It's just whatever you identify with and he identifies as a dinosaur, so it's cool. How the fuck do you beat a dinosaur? Answer my question. How do you beat a dinosaur? You can't. With a bow and arrow and shooting with a bow and arrow and kill them. I don't think bow and arrows work on dinosaurs. Chop their heads off with a sword. You realize how tall dinosaurs are, right? You just like... Okay, take the sword and stab them in the guts. I mean, I don't know. I was not living when dinosaurs were around. Do you think I'm that damn old? Shit. I was just asking a question. Anywho. Anywho. Adam Cole asked the Young Bucks and Red Dragon, could you please stop arguing for one second? And Cole talks about these guys know how to throw a party. Matt stops Cole and tells him they are not getting involved with his issue with Hangman. Adam Cole proceeds to tell him, I wasn't going to pick you anyways, Matt. I was going to pick Kyle and Bobby. And Cole walks away. Raleigh looks at the Young Bucks and goes, a little self-centered, guys. (laughs) They walk away. And then our boy Landon Butler says to Matt and Nick, I would pick you to be my partner. And Matt tells him to shut up, Brandon. Your thoughts on the promo? Always hating on Brandon Cutler. I love Landon Butler. You know it's setting up for an Adam Cole turn on the Young Bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know that's going to happen. That is so going to happen. So our next segment is we get the A-H-F-O promo board meeting in the ring. Okay. Before we even get into this, how many people already knew that they were going to kick Matt Hardy out of this faction? Raise your hand. A lot of people. Yes. So they proceed to vote and let's tell the people who gets the vote. You get Jose the assistant who is Andrade's assistant. Andrade 
Matt Hardy and Isaiah and Quinn. They get votes. So, private party at first votes to keep Matt Hardy. Andre, Andre, <laughs> Andrade keeps talking and proceeds to tell Hardy that um, you might want to check your back. As we see private party changes their mind and decides to vote Matt Hardy out of this faction. Yeah. Then we proceed to see Private Party, Butcher, Blade, Andrade, Jumping Matt Hardy. Everybody in the wrestling community knew Jeff Hardy's sign with AEW, knew his um, 90-day clause with WWE was up. If you did not expect Jeff Hardy to show up, you were living in a rock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But that's not who comes and saves Matt Hardy first. Darby and Sting. They get Grandpa Goth and Grandson Goth, which is Sting and Darby. Yeah. Because, like, the numbers game was totally against Matt Hardy. You knew he was getting his ass kicked. It was like, what, six on one? Something like that. Five on one, something. So Sting and Darby come out, try to, like, help out. Number game is still with Andrade and his little faction. Then we hear it. Then we hear it. The Hardy Boys Sting. Jeff Hardy comes out. But instead of, like, just making a beeline to the ring to save your brother, you got to fucking dance. And I was sitting in the couch dancing along with some Jeff Hardy. (laughs) <laughs> it's like he took some shit on Twitter for that. I, who cares? Well, they said he should have just made a beeline to the ring. That he shouldn't have come out doing his little dance thing. He was like, excited to be a wrestler again. I like his little dance thing. Just saying, I don't know. Do 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 do. And then. We see Darby having a staring match with Jeff. Are we going to get a Jeff Hardy Darby Allen match in the future? I, that would be cool. That could be good. Are we going to get a Sting Darby versus Hardy Boy match in the future? That could be good. I mean, Grandpa does get in the ring. I mean, hell, Grandpa jumped off a fucking. Rail at Revolution. <laughs> Through four tables. Sting still has it. So next, we get an FTR promo, greatest tag team ever, where they proceed to fire the legend, Holy Blanchard. Thoughts? Bret Hart to AEW. You're calling it now on the show? Yep. At 3.39 p.m. on March 14th, you are calling 
Bret Hart at AEW. Mm. I mean, he was already you there before. He was already in AEW before. But yeah. What do you think the crowd reaction would be if he showed up? Fucking excited? Then we get the Swerve Strickland promo, and we see Tony Nese interrupts his promo, and that sets up a match for them two on Rampage, which we'll talk about. So what did you think about Swerve's promo? Nothing really to it. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm here. What's up? Whose house? Swerve's house. Bitch, Tony Nese, you're my first opponent. You're going to get your ass kicked. Then we go back to the ring. And again, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. And we get Wardog. Love Wardlow. Love Wardlow. Oh, my gosh. I think I might need to change my panties right now thinking about Wardlow. I should just always bring an extra pair of panties and pants when I do this. <laughs> I will have to say Wardlow was looking fine. Mm. Then we get the crowd chanting Wardlow. Which anytime Wardlow comes to the ring, whether he's just like standing there with the pinnacle Standing there with Maxwell, our wrestling, the crowd chants Wardlow. So the crowd loves some Wardlow, yes? Yes, as you should. So, Tony Schiavone asked him about what he did during Revolution to MJF. And Wardlow proceeds to state that he is still under contract with Maxwell. But he came to a moment in his life where he has decided to accomplish his own goals instead of helping someone else. Can't say I blame him. Well, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. What's best for you? He also proceeds to say that he knew Maxwell was not a good person when he signed with him. And he asked the fans for forgiveness for associating with such trash. He used my word. <laughs> He's not wrong. Maxwell, it's trash. That is some trash. I would not kick out of my bed. Oh, Maxwell. Uh... <laughs> then Wardlow proceeds to give us um, some backstory on his life. He proceeds to thank Maxwell for paying him lots of money and getting his foot in the door. See, Maxwell's not such a bad guy after all. <laughs> However, he says it does not give someone the right to disrespect, threaten, or lay their hands on him, which we have seen Maxwell do all the above. Yeah, right. Max, Max, Max. You're in some deep shit. I have something deep Max can get in. 
<laughs> I wish I could see this. Brendan literally <laughs> took his headset off, got up out of the chair, and walked out of his studio. <laughs> You know I'm that fucking good when I make the child walk out of the studio. <laughs> oh, shit. Brendan, Brendan, come back, come back wherever oh. you are. Oh, back. you're back. I'm back. So Wardlow proceeds to say that Max decided his own fate when he hit Wardlow. Agree or disagree with Wardlow? Agree. Wardlow proceeds to say that he no longer gives a damn. He is no longer Maxwell's bodyguard and he is no longer a member of the Pinnacle. Well, motherfucker, now I gotta change my background because I have a Pinnacle logo back there. You can still keep it there because of Max. But he's no longer part of the group. Then he says that he would love to powerbomb Max until he can't move, but he has wasted three years on him and does not want to waste any more time on Maxwell and says karma will get Maxwell. Yes, no. Well, damn. I need you to quit watching TV and pay attention. I am paying attention. When you're talking, I'm looking away. I can still hear you. You need to look at me when I talk to you, you little bitch. I can still hear. Then he proceeds to say that Wardlow is concerned with winning the TNT title, which he gets a shot at Wednesday at the St. Patrick's Day Slam. And he wants it all, which, by the way, I Want It All is a great song by Queen. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it on Amazon, wherever you listen to your music. Great song by Queen. Overrated. And that AEW is Wardlow's World. I'm all for some Wardlow's World. Anywho. Do you think Wardlow has a chance of becoming AEW champion? Would you like to see him as AEW champion in the future? Yes, 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 yes. Did I say yes? I feel like I haven't said yes. I yes. don't think you've said yes enough. I think you need to say it a couple more times for the people in the back to hear you. This one's for the people in the back. Yes! So next, we get a Keith Lee promo with QT Marshall. And evidently, QT had requested this little interaction. Keith Lee proceeds to ask QT, what does he need from him? QT talks about Lee's issue with Team Taz and suggests an alliance between the factory and Keith Lee. And says that they would have Keith Lee's back. Keith Lee responds, I happen to have a very large back and I'm good. And proceeds to walk away. Okay. I told this to Keith. He didn't like it, but Keith Lee joining Team Taz. So you have two 
big meaty men, Ricky Starks, and Hook. Let me digest this for a second. I don't know. The only team that doesn't have like a really big meaty man is the Elite. Yeah, but they're good enough without one. That makes sense. I don't see him going to Team Taz. I could see him as a replacement for Wardlow in the Pinnacle, but he ain't going to put up with Maxwell's shit. He'll body slam Maxwell in a heartbeat. And he'll stick that chair up Sean Spears' ass three three ways to Sunday. I think Keith Lee is just going to be on his own. Well, I just said that because I wouldn't mind a Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs tag team. Now, that would be a dominant tag team, though. Hmm. I'll have to yeah. think on that a little more. I don't know how I feel about that. So next we get Jurassic Express versus, listen, listen, The Acclaimed. Everybody loves The Acclaimed. <laughs> what do you think of Platinum Max's rap. I thought it was a thought it was a good rap. I thought it was great. And we see the ass boys in the crowd. Speaking of ass boys, did you see Danhausen's uh vlog? No. So evidently in Danhausen's vlog on YouTube, go check it out. He proceeds to have on a pair of shorts that have Mr. Ass on the back and proceeds to tell tell Colton and Austin that he bought them from his their father. I will go watch that when we get done recording. Yes, go watch it and then text me and tell me what you think of it. It is hilarious. Oh, and he has Eddie Kingston on the vlog, too. <laughs> oh, shit. And you know, Eddie's got a mouth. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the match so we see jungle boy and bowen start the match off there's some great offense from the acclaim we see luchasaurus taking it to platinum max the match went back and forth i really did think the ass boys would interfere with this match since they were in the crowd i did but too. they didn't they didn't and jurassic express retains their tag title now, I have heard um, some people say from things I listen to that Jungle Boy does all the work and, like, he'll get his ass kicked. Then, you know, he comes back, makes the, the tag. Luchasaurus comes in and has, like, three moves. Choke slam, kick, body slam, that's it. And that Jungle Boy has to do all the work in their matches. Yes. And no. Because there are some matches where it's just Jungle Boy being Jungle Boy. But then there's some matches where you have Luchasaurus doing the moonsault off the apron. Mm Mm-hmm. 
then and then you have some matches where it's just Luchasaurus comes in, does his like three or four moves like Cena used to, wins the match. So I can't agree with it to an extent, but not fully. Okay, that's why I ask you, I wanted your thoughts. Since you are part of the show. So next, we get the Jade promo. Everybody loves Jay Cargill. That bitch show is money. Speaking of Jade, how would you feel about this? Jade versus Athena. Give it to me. I want to see it. I would so be down for that. So next we get our, oh, nice cup you're drinking out of. And it's not going to load. Where'd you get that nice cup from? My mother. Mother made you that cup with Thanos on it? Thanos was right. So next we get Layla Hirsch versus... Thunder Rosa. This is an eliminator match for the women's title. Now, there's been some stink about this that Thunder Rosa got her match at Revolution against Britt Baker, lost her match at Revolution against Britt Baker, and should have to go to the back of the line and start over. Agree or disagree? People don't know how rankings work. Because what? Rankings are trash, everybody says. No, they're not. It's not the WWE way, so how do you do? Your dad has then called me twice while we're podcasting. Like, what the fuck? Anywho. Um, I thought it was a good match. It was a good match. Um, Layla Hurst looked really good, and I could eventually see her as TBS champion. I just see her as the women's champion one day. I could see her as the AEW women's champion also. Um, Layla was in control for a lot of this match. Layla seemed to be targeting Thunder Rosa's arm. Um, Rosa makes a comeback. <coughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. We see Layla Hirsch try to cheat a lot where she grabs the turnbuckle and uses it as a weapon but this time she was stopped by red velvet and thunder rosa gets the pin and the win and will face brett baker next week at the saint patrick's day slam okay i was getting to that but thank you your thoughts on this I match like steel cage matches. Well, your thoughts on the Hirsch-Rosa match? Good match. I like steel cage matches. Now, the reason the steel cage match got instituted for this coming week, um, 
was because during revolution, Dr. Britt Baker's little cronies kept interfering. And that was my one gripe about that whole match was there was too much outside interference. I'm down with, you know, outside interference here and there, but that was way, way too much. Yeah. I felt it took away from what was actually going on in the ring, which was a pretty good match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. But the outside interference is what ended up fucking it over. Mm-hmm. So after that, we get Dr. Britt's promo. I thought the promo was okay. I think she needs to work on her promos. I do not think Britt Baker is that great on the mic. She has some good one-liners. It's hit or miss. Just like her boyfriend, Adam Cole, who sucks on the mic. Better than Maxwell. Anywho. Ain't nobody better than Maxwell on the stage. No. Maxwell, shit in the ring, but good on the mic. So then we get our main event match. And, um... I got a whole page of notes just on this one match. Okay. So our main event match, we have your boy, the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara, who is our current TNT champion, versus Men of the Year's Scorpio Sky. Camera turn off. I see that. It's magic. How'd you do that? I just snapped my fingers like that, and it turned off. Mm. So, I thought this was a great match. Probably the best match of the night. Yeah. We see Paige Van Zandt in the audience. Yeah. We'll talk about her later. I think Sammy and Scorpio had some good offense. Sammy pulls out a table, puts Scorpio on the table, and climbs to the top rope and was going to jump off the top rope onto Scorpio through the table. Scorpio moves, and Sammy goes through the table. And if you're paying attention, you can hear Ethan Page tell Sammy that he's a nimrod. I didn't hear that. Yes. Ethan Page, I would like to see your Nimrod. Just saying, because you are mighty fine. Anyways. So, as Sammy goes through that table, Sammy already has hurt ribs, and he's had these hurt ribs for three to four weeks already we've seen his ribs taped up for a while now yeah um he's playing there the doctor the aew doctor comes over we see tay come running out as the doctor is checking on sammy and uh it looks like he did something to his ribs um he keeps pointing to him while he's talking to the doctor 
and it looks like they're trying to talk Sammy into giving up because he's hurt. And then your girl Tabe decides that she's going to yell at Dan Lambert. Bitch, who the fuck you think you're yelling at? You don't yell at Dan the man. Nobody yells at Dan the man besides Dan the man. Dan the man's the only one who can yell at Dan the man. So we see Han- uh, Sammy being held up, and he's walking toward the ramp up the ramp a little ways. Then we see that he decides he wants to get back into the ring. So he crawls back into the ring. He's sitting in the corner. Ref comes over, is talking to Sammy. Sammy tells the, the ref, yeah, continue to match. Scorpio then begins to target the ribs. Great strategy, because you know the dude's already hurt. Mm-hmm. On the outside, we see Tay has decided to stay on the outside of the ring. And we see Tay and Paige Van Zant get into each other's face. We see Sammy begin to start fighting back. Tay is beaten on the apron. Girl, I need you to chill. You're going to break your fucking hand, slamming it down on the apron. Sammy hits his cutter, but because of his ribs, he can't get over there to cover Scorpio. Scorpio's laying there. Sammy climbs up to the ropes, is going to jump off the ropes. Sammy, I mean, Scorpio gets his knees up. You see Dan on the apron, and Tay gets in the face of Ethan Page. Paige Van Zet jumps the rails, hits Tay in the back, and throws her into the steel railing. I mean, the steel stairs. Ow. Then Scorpio pins Sammy. We have a new TNT champion. His name is Scorpio Sky. We all love Scorpio Sky. Yes, we do. We have been saying since we started this podcast that Scorpio Sky or Ethan Page needs the TNT title. I think they should, since Sammy was carrying around the TNT title, Ethan Page should walk out with one of them and Scorpio Sky walk out with the other one. Actually, Scorpio Sky gave the other TNT title to Dan Lambert to put in American Top Team Studio. With all the other trophies. And they have a lot. Scorpio proceeds to hit Sammy in the head with the title after he's won. This is after the match. Then Paige Van Zandt throws Tay in the ring. Kicks her in the head. Then proceeds to sign her new AEW contract on Tay Conti's ass. Hey, Van Zandt did a hell of a fucking kick. She's going to be better than Ronda Rousey. I know what you would like to do to take Haunty's ass, and it ain't signed an AEW contract. On the rampage. I'm not uh, talking about dynamite. What else is there? So, as they're standing in the ring with their arms raised, whatever, you got Paige, Dan, Scorpio, Ethan Page. 
I need to focus on all ego Ethan Page. Did any female out there notice the bulge in Ethan Page's pants? I'm just asking because I noticed it. Dude looks like he's hung like a fucking horse. His wife is a happy camper, I'm sure. And we have dead silence from Brendan. So, Brendan, give me your top five moments from Dynamite. Mox Danielson. Uh, um, um, Hangman Dante. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Layla Hirsch. Jeff Hardy showing up in Scorpio Sky winning the TNT title. Nice. My five moments from Dynamite were Jeff Hardy is all elite. FTR fine, firing Tully Blanchard. Number three is the Wardlow promo, which he did really good on the mic. My number two was PVZ signing her contract on Tay Conti's ass. And my number one moment from Dynamite was Scorpio Sky winning the TNT title. Before we end um, our conversation with Dynamite, there has been talk of Scorpio Sky just being a transitional champion. That he's going to drop the TNT title to Wardlow at uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam. Your thoughts? I feel like Max is going to cost Wardlow the match. Either him or Sean Spears. I yeah. think Max is going to send Sean. Max Max is the type of person, he's not going to get his hands dirty. He's going to send people to do his dirty work. Yeah. I, I would like to see Scorpio Scott keep the title until, um, what's the pay-per-view in May? Double, double or nothing? Or nothing. Um, keep it till double or nothing. So that is our Dynamite review. You're ready to move on to Rampage. Yeah. Also, please note, Rampage this Friday, March, what's going to be my date? March 18th, will be on at 11.30. Well, I mean, my TV's not leaving TNT anyways. Because well, it's March, so that means madness. And with madness boring. comes basketball. And with basketball comes boring. fun, exciting upsets that may or may not happen. Boring shit. So, we're moving on to Rampage. Rampage starts off with Darby Allen and Mark Quinn. Thought it was a good match. Darby looks like he's in control early. Quinn puts Darby into the stairs. Um, Darby is then slung into the belts. Those belts don't give. That hurt my back. Yeah. Then we see. Then we see uh, Mark Quinn stretching Darby like he's silly putty. Your body's not meant to stretch that far. No, 
Not at all. I thought oh. Mark Quinn looked very good in his match. Still lost. He still lost, but I thought he looked very good. I think this might be the first time I've seen him wrestle individually, maybe. I think this is like the first or second time I've seen him. Then we see Darby's looking for the coffin drop. Then we see Quinn coming off the top rope onto Darby, who is laying on the floor. Darby gets Quinn in an arm bar, and Quinn taps out. Then we see Andrade and his faction coming out to jump Sting and Darby. And then we hear the Hardy Boy music play. And the Hardy Boys come out, and we see Andrade's faction back down. Pussies. And a lot of people... Go ahead. I was just saying pussies because that's what they are. Well, a lot of people are going, well, I don't understand the reason for the Hardy Boys to come out like that. The scarabs. Next, we get the Scorpio Sky promo with him holding the TNT title. Looks really good. I like Scorpio holding the title. And Scorpio has two titles that he's defending. He's defending the TNT title and his unbeaten streak title. Hasn't been beaten in a year. No. Then we get a House of Black promo I thought was okay. Then we get Jamie Hayter versus Marcel. Uh, Mercedes Martinez and of course Hater has backup with Dr. Britt and Rebel outside. I thought it was a good match. Jamie Hater is awesome. I thought both women looked pretty strong. Martinez was taking shots at Hater in the corner. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. What are your thoughts on Jamie Hayter taking on Jade for the TBS title? Give it to me. Now. Like. Ow. Today. Like, give it to me. Soon. Then, could you see Jamie Hayter with the women's AEW championship. Give it to me now. Now. ASAP pronto. All of the above. We see Jamie Hayter gets the win. Baker, Rebel, and Hayter are going after Martinez. And then we see Thunder Rosa comes out with a chair. And Baker and her gang begin to scatter like scalded dogs. Yeah. Next, we get the Sheeta promo. Yay, Sheeta's back. back. 
Yay, we like Sheila. And she proceeds to say that she is going to cut off Serena Deeb's head. In Highlander vibes again. There can only be one. That's what they say in Highlander. Then next we get the Keith Lee and QT Marshall match. Thought the match was okay. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee headbutts QT on the jaw. As big as Keith Lee's head is, how did he not break QT's jaw? QT must have a strong jaw. Keith Lee was making QT look like a wimp. The crowd was chanting, QT sucks. Can't say I disagree with them. QT proceeds to drop kick, um, uses the drop kick to take Lee off his feet. Then he begins taking it to Keith Lee. Then Keith Lee hits a lariat and knocks fucking QT into like next millennial. Yeah, Keith Lee, you exited. You left the Milky Way galaxy after that one, bud. Like, I don't even think QT knows what year it is anymore. Uh, uh. Ooh. So, Keith Lee gets the win. Then we see Keith Lee gets jumped by Aaron Solo and Camarado. And Lee begins to take out the factory by himself. And... We have um, the wonderful Ricky Starks on commentary who happens to be standing out there powerhouse Hobbs. Starks and Hobbs go down to the ring and we see Hobbs spine buster Keith Lee. Yeah. Keith Lee got manhandled. By Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. That was something. Do you think we're going to see, like, maybe Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee at Double or Nothing? Probably before then, I hope. Maybe a handicap match, Keith Lee versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs? Maybe. So, our main event for the night was Swerve Strickland versus Tony Nese. I thought it was a great match. Banger. Absolute fucking banger. Speaking of banger, can Ethan Page come bang me? I want to see his all ego. Can I call it little ego? Can I say that Swerve and Tony Nese to me look like great technical wrestlers? Because they are good. 
just the company they came from before AEW didn't know how to use them. They both had some good high-flying moves. Knee sent Swerve into the stairs, and he's kind of in control of the match. Then Swerve mounts a comeback. Then we see Nice is back in control. Match kept going back and forth. Nice had several close pins on Swerve. We see Swerve get the pin and a win in his debut. Yay. We like Swerve. I also like Tony Nice, but we like Swerve. So, overall thoughts on Rampage? Oh, it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Another good week from AEW. And that's how you do a a follow-up show after a pay-per-view. Yes, I think both Dynamite and Rampage was very good after their pay-per-view. So, um... So, this this Wednesday... What? I said WWE take notes. This Wednesday, Dynamite is the St. Patrick's Day Slam. And we have four matches that we know of. We have Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a steel cage. Do you think Thunder Rosa is finally going to win the AEW Women's Championship in her hometown? Yes. Next match, we have Hangman Adam Page with Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Who you got? Adam Cole. Next, we have Mox and Danielson versus Chucky T and Wheeler Yuta. Mox and Danielson, then you get a heel turn. That would be so awesome. And then we have the TNT title match, Scorpio Sky. Versus Wardlow. I want Wardlow to win. I want Wardlow to win a title. I know he's not going to at this time. I like both guys, so this kind of sucks. So I'm not going to be disappointed if either wins. Scorpio Sky. I do think Scorpio will retain his belt. So, that is our AEW review. A little late, but we are getting it out there. Sorry, guys. The weather um, didn't want to cooperate with me and keep turning my power off. Are we going to do the question that you asked me earlier? Yes. So, now we're going to go back. Earlier in the show, I had asked you if you were building a wrestling company and can sign any 10 male and female wrestlers from any promotion to start your promotion, who would you pick? I want to hear what you you got first. You want to hear what I got? Yep. Give me your mail first. Okay. My top 10 male wrestlers, if I was starting a company, Maxwell Jacob Freakman, Wardlow, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Matt Cordonia, Josh Alexander, Finn Balor, 
Brian Danielson, Ron Baker, and Jay White. Okay. Okay. Would you like to hear mine? Yes. Adam Coke. Yeah. My phone translated Adam Cole to Adam Coke. So he's now Adam Coke. I hope you don't do Coke unless it's the kind you drink from the Coca-Cola. Anyways, Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Ricochet. I had Ricochet down and I changed it to Jay White. Jay White, Keith Lee, Kenny Omega, Orange Cassidy, Wardlow, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. We had five that we agreed on. I'm surprised you took Sammy Guevara, though. Given how much you don't like. Dude's a great fucking wrestler, though. He is fucking great. So, had to take him. Nice. So, what five did we get right? Or not get right, but together. We both picked Wardlow. Yeah. Adam Cole. Okay. Kenny Omega. Um, Jay White. And Finn Balor. Nice. All right, are you ready for my female? Yes. For my 10 females, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hayter, Tasha Steeles, Mickey James, Liv Morgan, Britt Baker, Layla Hirsch, and Mercedes Martinez. Would you like to hear mine? I absolutely would. Thunder Rosa. Jade Cargill. Sasha Banks. Tony Storm. You know I had to take take Conti. Liv Morgan. Porcella Kelly. Britt Baker. Jamie Hayter and Ruby Soho. Wow, we only agreed on four for the women's. Those four were Thunder Rosa. Jamie Hayter, Liv Morgan, and Britt Baker. I totally forgot about Bianca Belair real quick. I forgot about Jay Cargill. I might I, I might switch Layla Hirsch out with Jay Cargill. <laughs> I, I might switch out Tay for Bianca Belair. That's tough, though. We need to put that out on our on our Twitter and see what our fans would say. Yeah, I'll do that. You need, you need to do that since you're in charge of the Twitter, the bird yeah. app, because you won't let me be in charge of it. Because you would only post Maxwell stuff. You would only be pictures of Maxwell Wardlow and all ego Ethan Page. Exactly. No, I would put I would put pictures of Danhausen because I love Danhausen. Very evil, very nice. Who doesn't love Danhausen? Everybody I mean, loves. Very evil, 
people and I'm very nice. I'm like Dan House. Except you cuss. He doesn't. Except I, I do cuss. Yeah. Sorry. And it's what it is. Motherfuckers need to leave me alone. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, I'm excited for Dynamite on Wednesday. I don't know if I'm going to make it to watch Rampage live on Friday because it's coming on at 11.30. I might be a little sleeping. Basketball. No, but I got to go watch Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. I forgot which one. The Dark Knight. The first one. The first one. The Dark Knight, yes. For our Geek Wednesday movie review. Which we will get it out on Wednesday. We promise this time. No scheduling conflict, dipshit. I wasn't expecting it to snow when you lose power in and out. I know. That wasn't your fault. That was Mother Nature's fault that I was losing power. Yeah, it's fucking middle of March and it's snowing in North Carolina. What the fuck? So, as always, Another good rampage. Another good dynamite. Because Tony Khan knows what the fuck he's doing. Yes. Also, did you hear that he said that he's going to uh, do the booking for Ring of Honor, too? Oh, so you know Ring of Honor is about to be amazing. Yeah, but do you think that's too much? No. A lot of people think he's going to wear his stuff thin between all his obligations. If Tony Khan thinks he can handle it, go ahead. If he can't, I think he'll give it to somebody else. I think what's going to happen is he's probably going to do the booking for Ring of Honor to get it started again. And then once it gets off the ground and like they get a contract and can put it on TV or, or whatever, then he may turn that booking over to someone like a William Regal or something. Yeah. Anyways. That's what I'm thinking. Peace out, internet. Anyways, as we say on the mid-podcast, because you're mid and you know it, we are Mid out. Thoughts and prayers to the Scott Hall family. Goodbye, people of the interwebs.